Utah has a chance to land one of the top tackles in the class of 2024. How could they do it, and why would he want to come to Utah? All that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My name is JT Wister, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Appreciate all of you who are helping us nearly reach 1,100 subscribers. Um, we can't thank you enough for your support of this show, and we appreciate that you support us every single day or just whenever you listen. Now, on today's show, we are going to be diving into one of the top tackles in the class of 2024, and that is Manase Aititi. And I apologize if I mispronounced that, but Manase Aititi is a 6'5", 290-pound offensive tackle who is recent right now in California, but he was actually from the Dominican Republic of Congo. And we'll dive in his story a little bit more in a second. But uh, we talk about ITT 6'5", 290. Um, according to the player rating for 24-7 sports, this is a four-star. He's a 143rd ranked nationally, the 12th offensive tackle overall, and the 14th ranked player in uh, California. And that's crazy. And uh, why do I say that's crazy? Well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, IT. First of all, I'll just say this really quick. Like, This would be a huge get for the Utah football team. This guy is oozing with elite potential. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about why I think he'd be so great at Utah in a second. But first, I just want to tell you a little bit more about his story because it really is an incredible one. So he's from the Dominic, uh, Dom- Dominican Republic of Condo, uh, Congo, excuse me, as I said. He originally really didn't play sports a lot growing up and then kind of uh, just busy with other things he had going on in his life out there. And uh, then he started to play basketball a little bit in the summer and uh, – Look, I mean, we just mentioned the physical profile, right? I mean, 6'5", 290. So, obviously, he's he's got the size, right? But he, he's pretty athletic, too. So, he's pretty good at basketball. So, he moved to the U.S., moved to California to pursue basketball in uh, in California. And I can tell you right away, you just watch him play basketball. And uh, right away, you just see him dunk the way he runs the floor. I know, personally, I was watching this news story on him. And uh, he did a Euro step. And that's just one of those things, like, you that takes time and practice. And this is not a guy who's obviously been playing basketball since he was, like, five years old, like some of the kids now, this is a guy who it's really fresh for him to be playing these sports and learn all this stuff. And he's obviously picked it up incredibly quick, which I think speaks to his hard work, his dedication to, and just natural athleticism, just to be able to, in the heat of the moment like that, do a Euro step naturally, finger roll and lay it in. Um, also a great athlete blocking shots. So he's able to do that stuff. And you can see the tools of an incredible athlete and his high school football coach saw the tools that made him what he thought could make him an incredible football player. And he's turned into a really good football player too. Um, he moved to the U S just about two years ago now. So he only, he's only coming off. He played a couple of games of football his first year, but then played a full season last year and then immediately shot up the charts. Just when you can move as well as he can at his size and with that kind of a physical profile, you're going to get a lot of offers because offers are all about potential. We actually, this is actually not as uncommon as you guys may think. There are a lot of guys who will get offers. I've heard of guys getting an offer. I, gosh, I can't remember the player's name, but there was a guy who got an offer from TCU a couple years ago who I don't know if he'd ever played football before, but it was just a physical profile because you can't teach 6'5", 290, and moving like that. 
you can teach a guy the right technique, how to get in a stance, all thing, especially when this guy's willing to work hard. That's the reason this guy's so high. There's a lot of guys who have that physical profile, but his high school coach talked about it. Like, hey, he started with nothing. Like, we had to teach him how to put a helmet on, how to get in a stance. And, but a lot of that stuff we would tell him and he would pick it up really quickly. Like, I would tell him, like, hey, um, you need to do this blocking wise. And, and I wouldn't have to tell him again. So it does speak to how good of a listener he is and how committed and dedicated he is. But, once again, just a phenomenal player. And one of the things that just took me away as I was watching him on films, you can just see how the strength, the physical first punch, um, and only be playing football for a little bit and already have that amount of playing strength, I think is really incredible to know how to use it too. Um, he can pancake guys downfield. Once he locks on, I mean, he plays through the whistle. So some of those smaller DNs or linebackers he gets a head on, or even he can get on the open field. He's that athletic as a, a guy on defensive backs. He can just drive those guys back 10 yards and then plant them in the dirt. Just an exceptional athlete. He's really raw, but flashes good footwork, um, short and choppy steps, overpowering, as I mentioned, can just toss those guys around. Really good job widening holes too. Can get out in space. He's good at pulling too. Really athletic. He moves well laterally, can drive outside rushers up the field. And um, just throws guys around out there. So once again, just a huge fan of this guy's game. And uh, one of the things I also like too is his high school coach said his uh, his favorite player is Trent Williams, and he also got to meet Trent Williams actually. So that was something really cool. So when you talk about ITT, I just think this is a guy oozing with potential who could be an elite player. I think he has the potential to be an NFL type offensive lineman. And he recently named Utah as one of his final five stools. It's down to Florida State, Oregon State, USC, Utah, and Washington. Now I will say he's currently crystal balled by twenty four seven Sports to Florida State at the moment. But until he's committed, it's not over. And once again, just the fact that he likes Utah, I think we could very well see him take another. Actually, I think he has a visit scheduled out here. I saw him tweet out a while ago. I can't remember the date of that anymore because I'm more focused on just the fact that we're in the top five. But I do think, look, Jim Harding's recruiting him. He's going to continue to have conversations with him here. And I think there's a lot of reasons that this could be the best place for him. And I think the first one is let's look at those other programs that are offering him right now. Look, maybe it's appealing for him to go to the Big Ten. But when I look at these schools, there's only one group that is coming off a conference back-to-back conference championships. And that is, of course, Utah. So if he wants – and they've also just put offensive linemen into the NFL recently too. When you're looking at a guy like Braden Daniels who just went there and had success, you could look at a guy too like, yes, maybe he went undrafted, but Bam Olsen, he had a lot of success at Utah as well. So there is a path to success with this Utah football team. And you could also pair with – like if you did come here, um, you're following the footsteps of a guy like Satawa Laumea who is going to probably be a – who's definitely going to get drafted this coming season. I don't know where he'll kind of end up picking range-wise. I think he's more of a guard than a tackle, despite what some might say. But either way, you, this is a Utah team that puts guys into the NFL. What else does this Utah team do, as I mentioned? Gives you a chance to win, playing some big games too, win conference championships. He's obviously – is obviously incredibly competitive to be as good as football as he is early on. He's someone who's motivated to succeed and likes the challenge. And it would be a challenge coming into Utah football because you have to earn everything here. And I think that is something that he has a chance to earn his playing time, uh, win win opportunities too, to get out on the field, and once again have that kind of success. Look, Florida State should be really good this year. Well, I'll wait and see if kind of Florida State is back. Like I'll say, I mean, they got some. Look, we we talked about the quarterback and some of the pieces they have. They're, they're they should be a good team. Can they keep it up? Um, consistently, Oregon State, I love what Jonathan Smith is building over there, but they're still not at the level that Utah is. As I mentioned, USC makes a lot of sense to me. Look, staying in in California. And I understand why you might want to go to Florida state too. And I do feel like Mike Norville is doing a good job there. Just like Lincoln Riley is still doing a good job at USC, even though those, I know we don't, we're not supposed to like Lincoln Riley. I still think he's a very good football coach, especially an offensive mind and Washington too. I mean, what they've turned their offense into last season with Michael Penix, but I still just want to see, as I mentioned, I feel like Utah is very much set up for, 
success in the future right now, just at the level they're continuing to recruit at, the talent they're able to bring into. And look, some of these other programs are more stoic and have some of that history and stuff. But if he wants to go to a place that gives him the best chance to win right away and that's going to do a good job developing him and putting him in the NFL, I think I can easily make a case that that's Utah, especially for the winning department, as I talked about there. So I'm a huge fan of Monase ITT's game. I think he'd be a great get for this Utah football program. And hopefully Jim Harding and Co. can close the deal because, as I mentioned, I think this guy's got a lot of talent, and I'm excited to see what he does. Even if he doesn't pick Utah, this is a guy I'm just going to be a fan of either way because I, I do think he's got an NFL chance. I really do with his physical profile and how recently he just picked up the game. He's a guy who, if Utah would bring him in or any school brings him in, you're not going to hear about him for a year or two, but what you'll hear about him not long after that. And uh, once you do, I, I expect to see his name on draft boards just because of the footwork and that athleticism that he flashes so i'm excited to see what itt decides to do and i'm hoping he becomes a ute we're going to come back in and talk about utah just missing out on a transfer receiver but they might be getting another one in the portal potentially and that's coming up in just a second but first i want to talk to you guys about our friends at fanduel Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get up to a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You get great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you can get paid in your winnings instantly. How crazy have the NBA playoffs have been? I mean, look, barring something insane, we're headed for a Nuggets Heat Conference Finals, which even if those of you who maybe believed in Denver from the start of the season, I don't think anyone saw Miami making the run when I think they finished the season as the seventh seed. They lost to Atlanta. We're going back and forth in a really tight game against the Bulls in the play-in game and now find themselves in this position where all they have to do is take care of business tonight and then they're in the NBA Finals. And if you guys do think they'll take care of business tonight at home against the Boston Celtics, make sure you guys bet on them and then you can head to FanDuel Tool to bet on the NBA Finals. Do you like Denver Jokic to win his first ever Finals MVP after being back-to-back Finals MVP? Can Jimmy Butler and the Heat break through after making it in the bubble a few years ago? Head over to FanDuel and find out. There's no better place to get paid on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. An official sports betting partner of the NBA. All righty. So there was a receiver that, if you guys remember a few weeks ago, I was really high on, even more so um, than Pittman and anyone else that Utah was currently talking to. And that was Shane Hooks. So Shane Hollywood Hooks, I, I love the nickname Hollywood, but and I think he lives up to it too. He was a star receiver for Jackson State, led them in receiving yards, entered the portal, originally was committed to Ole Miss, but then backed out and decided to look and see what else was um was out there. And he ended up at Auburn. And Utah was one of the places he was interested in. He was out in Salt Lake recently for a visit, but felt like Auburn was the best place for him. And I, I'm bummed for that Utah missed out on him. I wish Hooks nothing but the best. And I think he's going to do very well at Auburn. I, once again, I think this guy's incredibly talented. Um, the length, the body control the speed, the route running, the ability to break out and shake out of tackles, make contested grabs. I think he's a really good receiver. And I think he would have been a guy who would have contributed to this Utah football team, potentially second or third in receiving yards on the team overall, more than likely third with Vele and Kiki. So etched in as the one and two kind of receiving options, but still a guy, I think it's a little bit of a bummer this team missed out on, but um, even though Utah missed out on hooks, Trudgeon Bridges recently announced that he's going to be committing somewhere soon. And we've covered his situation, everything he has going on his court hearing in August and all of that. And as I said, I don't know enough about that situation because I haven't talked to Trudgeon Bridges. I haven't talked to the legal team and you know, who has done all that and has done their research is the Utah football program. I trust them to do their due diligence on this situation. I trust Kyle Whittingham and co. And if they trust bringing in Bridges right now with everything that's kind of surround him and his court case coming up in August for some allegations and things that he was accused of back at his time at Oklahoma that led to his dismissal from the Sooners program back then, then I'm okay with bringing him in if Kyle Whittingham and them feel good about it. But while we wait on Bridges to announce, let's just take a look at the receiver room right now and kind of how we're feeling about it. So first, 
Number one guy is obviously Devon Bailey, right? But then outside of that, you have Money Parks, Makai Cope, Mikey Matthews, and Emory Simmons, who's going to be transferred into. And, of course, you got Micah Pittman in there, too. But he's still recovering a little bit. So it's, it's an outside shot. We see him in kind of the first couple weeks of the season. But I do expect him to be ready to go kind of by that, like, late September to early October range because he had a four- to six-month recovery timeline, and he had surgery on it back in March, I believe. could have been April, but I'm pretty sure it was March. So he's progressing along slowly but surely, and I expect him to get up to speed and be ready to go kind of early on in the season. But either way, just looking at the room. Look, I know a lot of people are still like we need – Maybe they want hooks. Um, maybe they want bridges. I think bridges for what he brings on the field, as I've talked about before, bridges is extremely talented. So it'd be four or five stars. So like I understand why people want bridges, and I think he would bring something to this Utah football program. But just in general, I, I feel like the team's okay if they don't add any more help to the outside. Number one, Kyle Winningham and this team are still a they're a run first approach. That is their plan, that is their play. They like to run the ball, establish the run is what they really like to do. And they got two good running backs to do that. They have three good running backs to me. I think they got Jaquinnon Jackson, who is, like I said, I just think Jaquinnon could have an incredible year. For those of you who watched a few weeks back, like I truly believe Jaquinnon is the dark horse guy with the best chance to be a first-round pick on this team. And I know that sounds insane, but I just think if he flashes the kind of potential and just showed the amount of growth, like I just, it's still crazy to me how good he was with the short amount of switching time. And I know he is a natural runner of the football a little bit, just in terms of how he looked in the open fields when he took off, but it's still totally different playing running back. You're running between the tackles more, trying to juke tackles, all those kind of things, um, break out of defensive tackles, grasps, all that stuff. And he was just so natural at it. And I think a full season of off-season training is going to lead to a special player. And it's why I think he really does have a chance to be a guy who's taken in the first round. Even though we don't see running backs go there, I just think the lack of wear and tear on him is going to be really appealing to some NFL offense. So, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. But either way, um, Mackay, we know what um, – or excuse me. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm totally blanking on our other uh, – Mackay, as I – I keep looking at Mac- Micah Pittman, but obviously I'm talking about Mackay Bernard as it finally comes to be right there. Too many Utah football names. I'm trying to juggle around in my head right now. But Jalen Glover, we know backing him up. This running game is really good. But what is a good compliment to that is the passing attack. And number one, this Utah offense had the most success with – Dalton Kincaid last season, right? We know what he did, leading all tight ends and receiving yards. And the guy who, when Kincaid was on the team, who led them in receiving yards the previous four seasons, I believe, before getting hurt last year, was Brant Keithy. So that's where I feel really good about Brant. And I think that once he's back up and healthy, everything we've heard is that he's on track and on schedule. So I do expect him to be ready to go right away. He is going to be this team's number one pass-catching option. We saw what he did to Florida last year. I think he's going to get off to a great start against week in week one against the Gators and torch them as well. So I really like what he brings in Yasmin, really capable number two tight end. And now even that, they got Landon King coming in too. So I feel good about the three tight ends this Utah football team has. Or if someone beats out King, you got some other guys at the depth, Noah Benny flashing thing. Isaac Vaha is someone I think could make a player two this season. So got a couple of guys I'm curious to keep an eye on too. Outside of Vale, outside of those guys, let's get to the receivers themselves. Like we said, like you get Devon Vale. I think he's a really good number one receiver, and he's going to even better than he was last year. I thought he was really good last year. I just want to see him come down with a couple more of those contested catches, do a better job fighting for the ball a little bit. But he's a really good route runner, big target, long arms, good route runner, good releases, uh, comes in and out of his breaks really well. I really like Devon Vale. I think he's a really good number one receiver. And I think Money Parks has the capability to be a really good number two receiver and a really good number three pass catching option as he was last season. The play he made against USC over the middle of the field and and the one he made the 49 yard catch he had at rice Eccles stadium those are special plays that you just don't see every guy make so i really like that one two punch of the receiver spot and then let's look at the other guys kind of vying for that third spot while might we wait for michael pittman to get healthy right mikey matthews flashed a lot of special stuff he had a 
I believe he was second on the team, led the team in receptions and was second overall in terms of receiving yards in the spring game, but just a really explosive out of the slot, really quick guy. We could see him in the return game too, I think. Got a guy in Emory Simmons who's coming over from North Carolina, or excuse me, Indiana. Started in North Carolina, then to Indiana after leading the after being second on the Hoosiers in receiving yards. So another big body guy who can make some plays down the field for you, a veteran presence in the room. And a guy Elvis Witted trusts too. And the last guy is Mikai Coe. We, we all remember the catching man in the spring game, the one-hander. He was on the field in some big moments last year for Utah football. And I think he's a guy waiting, biding his time, and you could get an opportunity to go out there. And I'm excited to see what Mikai Coe can bring too. So to me, when you are not – look, this is not – USC, right? They're not like we need these receivers to produce because our running game, which I will say their their running game was de- decent last year. I thought Troy Dye did a pretty good. Um, is it Troy? It might be Trey Dye actually. Uh, Travis Dye. Travis Dye, the running back who used to be at Oregon, then was at USC last season. I thought he did a really good job for them too. So, but either way, like to me, you don't need dominant receivers. Is it a nice luxury to have it? Yeah, but I think that when you look at it, like is Devon, if you just do a checklist, is Devon Vale a good number one receiver? I would say yes. Is Money Parks a good number two? I would say yes. Is one of is Emory Simmons a good number three to me after being second on a Big Ten team? And thus, Indiana wasn't great last year, but I don't think that was really Simmons' fault with some of the issues they had quarterback play. And look, it's Indiana football. They got a lot of issues right now. Uh, apologies to my friend Kaylor if he's listening to this right now. Um, I know he's a diehard Hoosiers fan. But um, either way, like I just really like one of Mikey Matthews, Simmons, Cope. Like, I think all these guys would make good three receivers and kind of more so your fourth or fifth pass catching option, as I expect whoever this is, I don't even know if they'll have as many yards as Yasmin does. So that's where I just think it's really interesting to kind of see how it all plays out. And once again, Michael Pittman can do some things, Trejan Bridges. It feels like he might be coming over. I feel good about this receiver room that Elvis Witted has assembled. So am I bummed to miss out on chain hooks? Yeah. Is the sky falling? No, because this is still one of the better Utah receiver rooms. I feel like we've seen over the last couple of years, there's a lot of explosive guys here. A lot of guys with experience. You got some route runners, some guys, it's really got everything to me. um, I've heard before people talk about, you need to build your, uh, receiver room. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah said this, like a basketball team, like you want your length, you want some shooting, you got want like all these different traits and guys that complement each other. Like I said, Vele, Simmons, some guys with some length. You got some speedy guys in Money Parks, Mikey Matthews. You got a guy in Makai Cope who can make some spectacular grabs too. And you, once again, the veteran guys too in Vele. So I'm really excited to see what the Utah receiver group can do. And I think they could be in for a very good year. These receivers are going to be, of course, battling against some corners. And Utah football has turned out some pretty good corners recently. They also got a top corner, a four-star in Smith Snowden to commit to them. And Smith Snowden had a pretty good weekend or last week when he won the 100 meter tighter in the 6A classification. And he nearly had a state record in the race, too. He recorded a 10.59 second race, and the record was 10.49. I know that 10 second difference may seem like a lot, but it's really not a ton crazy. I mean, that's, we're talking like split seconds here. So that was still incredible numbers for Smith Snowden. And this is a guy who, when he gets the opportunity to run the 40 someday, as he's prepared for the NFL draft, I think he's going to absolutely torch that with his track like speed like that. But what does that say about Smith Snowden? Well, to me, it just says he's a competitor. He's a guy who gets after it, a guy who enjoys competing, and a guy that look is obviously really fast when you run a 40 time uh not a 40 time but a 100 meter time like that right so i'm a huge fan of smith snowden's game i think he's a really feisty competitive corner that can play inside or out for this utah team i thought he was the best corner in the state this last year also an explosive returner would be interesting to see if utah would turn him for that but he had a couple of special kick returns last year and even returned some interceptions for some game-changing plays for the state champions in utah in the state last year for the skyridge falcons so snowden's a guy i really like not the biggest guy but i still think he has a chance to compete in the slot early on his first year i could see him doing a similar thing like sioni vaki did where he's kind of quiet early on and then has some of those opportunities as the season goes on and we know he's not the only talented cornerback this team has too is cj blocker is also there but i love that snow 
won this race. I'm excited to see him get up to the team this summer and start working with Coach Shaw, with Coach Scally, too, on a lot of those things, because I do think that they could do some special things together. I think he's got the talent. And, and look, when you have this kind of track speed like that, and it does translate to the field. We've watched this guy play enough. We know he's a four-star for a reason, right? Like, this isn't a fluke or anything like that. He is a special quarterback, and I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to turn into at this Utah football program, because what he's flashed just in general has been really special to see at the high school level. And like we said, he's got the speed, obviously. So congrats to Smith Snowden for winning the state championship for track in the 100 meter. And now I'm excited to see him potentially win a spot on this Utah football team in the next two years. Also speaking of Utah football, we are officially a hundred days away. I'm recording this Tuesday morning. So it's actually accurate when I'm saying it a hundred days away from the start of Utah football season. So I would love to hear from you guys. In fact, on Friday's show, we're going to be doing a Q and a, so make sure you guys tell me what you're most excited for with the season. If you got any other questions or just things you want to talk about, make sure you guys hit me up as well. You guys can message me at locked on Utah on our Twitter page at JT Wizard. So, or just leave a comment below. And I'm going to do that. I haven't done a lot of that, but I'm going to do that for upcoming Q&A. Leave a question below, and I'm going to answer it on Friday's show. I'm going to try to get to everyone's I can. I haven't had a Q&A where I haven't gotten to everyone yet. Like, I haven't had a situation where it's like, oh, I left someone off. I've, I've pretty much been able to get to everyone, even though I do tend to talk a lot, as you guys who listen to this know. But I will be able to get to everyone. So make sure you guys uh, tune in. Um, or to our Friday show, that's going to be a Q&A. Tomorrow we're talking about more of the recruits that have named this Utah football team into their top five. But once again, we'd love to hear your questions and tell me what you're most excited about since we are 100 days away from Utah football. I look forward to talking with you guys again on tomorrow's Locked On Eats. Have a good one.